0: Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the third day of March. So honored to be here with you reading the Bible in chronological order every day until we get through the word together in a year. We're continuing in the book of Numbers today reading chapters 21 and 22 and it's a brand new week. And it's a brand new translation we're reading this week the christian standard bible numbers chapter 21 when the canaanite king of arad who lived in the negev heard that israel was coming on the Etherim road he fought against israel and captured some prisoners then israel made a vow to the lord if you will hand this people over to us we will completely destroy their cities The Lord listened to Israel's request and handed the Canaanites over to them. And Israel completely destroyed them and their cities. So they named the place Hormah. Then they set out from the Mount Hor by way of the Red Sea to bypass the land of Edom. But the people became impatient because of the journey. The people spoke against God and Moses, "'Why have you led us up from Egypt to die in the wilderness?' There is no bread or water, and we detest this wretched food. Then the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people, and they bit them so that many Israelites died. The people then came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Intercede with the Lord so that he will take the snakes away from us. And Moses interceded for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a snake image and mount it on a pole, When anyone who is bitten looks at it, he will recover. So Moses made a bronze snake and mounted it on a pole. Whenever someone was bitten and he looked at the bronze snake, he recovered. The Israelites set out and camped at Oboth. They set out from Oboth and camped at I-Abarim in the wilderness that borders Moab on the east. From there they went and camped at Zered Valley. They set out from there and camped on the other side of the Arnon River in the wilderness that extends from the Amorite border because the Arnon was the Moabite border between Moab and the Amorites. Therefore, it is stated in the book of the Lord's Wars, Wahab and Supa and the ravines of the Arnon, even the slopes of the ravines that extend to the site of Ar and lie among the border of Moab. From there they went to Beer, the well the Lord told Moses about. Gather the people so I may give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up, well, sing to it. The princes dug the well. The nobles of the people hollowed it out with a scepter and with their staffs. They went from the wilderness to Matana, from Matana to Nahalel, from Nahalel to Bamoth, from Bamoth to the valley in the territory of Moab, near the Pisgah highlands that overlook the wasteland. Israel sent messengers to say to King Sihon of the Amorites, Let us travel through your land. We won't go into the fields or vineyards. We won't drink any well water. We will travel the king's highway until we have traveled through your territory. But Sihon would not let Israel travel through his territory. Instead, he gathered his whole army and went out to comfort Israel in the wilderness. When he came to Jahaz, he fought against Israel. Israel struck him with the sword and took possession of his land from the Arnon to the Jabbok, but only up to the Ammonite border because it was fortified. Israel took all the cities and lived in all these Amorite cities, including Heshbon, and all its surrounding villages. Heshbon was the city of King Sihon of the Amorites, who had fought against the former king of Moab and had taken control of all his land as far as the Arnon. Therefore, the poets say, Come to Heshbon, let it be rebuilt, let the city of Sihon be restored. For fire came out of Heshbon, a flame from the city of Sihon. It consumed Ar of Moab, the citizens of Arnon's Heights. Woe to you, Moab! You have been destroyed, people of Chamash. He gave up his sons as refugees and his daughters into captivity to Sihon, the Amorite king. We threw them down. Heshbon has been destroyed as far as Dibon We caused desolation as far as Nopha, which reaches as far as Medeba. So Israel lived in the Amorites' land. After Moses sent spies to Jazer, Israel captured its surrounding villages and drove out the Amorites who were there. Then they turned and went up the road to Bashan, and king Og of Bashan came out against them with his whole army to do battle at Edrei. But the Lord said to Moses, Do not fear him, for I have handed him over to you along with his whole army and his land. Do to him as you did to king Sihon of the Amorites who lived in Heshbon. So they struck him, his sons, and his whole army until no one was left, and they took possession of his land. The Israelites traveled on and camped in the plains of Moab near the Jordan across from Jericho. Now Balak, son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. Moab was terrified of the people because they were numerous and Moab dreaded the Israelites. So the Moabites said to the elders of Midian, This horde will devour everything around us like an ox eats up the green plants in the field. Since Balak, son of Zippor, was Moab's king at the time. He sent messengers to Balaam, son of Beor, at Pathor, which is by the Euphrates in the land of his people. Balak said to him, Look, a people has come out of Egypt. They cover the surface of the land and are living right across from me. Please come and put a curse on these people for me, because they are more powerful than I am. I may be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land, for I know that those you bless are blessed— And those you curse are cursed. The elders of Moab and Midian departed with fees for divination in hand. They came to Balaam and reported Balak's words to him. He said to them, Spend the night here, and I will give you the answer the Lord tells me. So the officials of Moab stayed with Balaam. Then God came to Balaam and asked, Who are these men with you? Balaam replied to God, Balak Son of Zippor, king of Moab, sent this message to me. Look, a people has come out of Egypt, and they cover the surface of the land. Now come and put a curse on them for me. I may be able to fight against them and drive them away. Then God said to Balaam, You are not to go with them. You are not to curse this people, for they are blessed. So Balaam got up the next morning and said to Balak's officials, Go back to your land, because the Lord has refused to let me go with you. The officials of Moab arose, returned to Balak, and reported, Balaam refused to come with us. Balak sent officials again who were more numerous and higher in rank than the others. They came to Balaam and said to him, This is what Balak, son of Zippor, says. Let nothing keep you from coming to me, for I will greatly honor you and do whatever you ask me. So please come and put a curse on these people for me. But Balaam responded to the servants of Balak. If Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go against the command of the Lord, my God, to do anything small or great. Please stay here overnight as the others did, so that I may find out what else the Lord has to tell me. God came to Balaam at night and said to him, Since these men have come to summon you, get up and go with them but you must only do what I tell you. When he got up in the morning, Balaam saddled his donkey and went with the officials to Moab. But God was incensed that Balaam was going, and the angel of the Lord took his stand on the path to oppose him. Balaam was riding his donkey, and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing on the path with a drawn sword in his hand, she turned off the path and went into the field So Balaam hit her to return her to the path. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow passage between the vineyards with a stone wall on either side. The donkey saw the angel of the Lord and pressed herself against the wall, squeezing Balaam's foot against it. So he hit her once again. The angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn to the right or the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord she crouched down under Balaam. So he became furious and beat the donkey with his stick. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and she asked him, What have I done to you that you have beaten me these three times? Balaam answered the donkey, You made me look like a fool. If I had a sword in my hand, I'd kill you now. But the donkey said, Am I not the donkey you've ridden all your life until today? Have I ever treated you this way before? No. replied. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the path with a drawn sword in his hand. Balaam knelt low and bowed in worship on his face. The angel of the Lord asked him, why have you beaten your donkey these three times? Look, I came out to oppose you because I consider what you are doing to be evil. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If she had not turned away from me, I would have killed you by now and let her live. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you were standing in the path to confront me. And now, if it is evil in your sight, I will go back. Then the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but you are to say only what I tell you. So Balaam went with Balak's officials. When Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him at the Moabite city On the arnon border at the edge of his territory balak asked balaam did i not send you an urgent summons why didn't you come to me am i really not able to reward you balaam said to him look i have come to you but can i say anything i want i must speak only the message god puts in my mouth so balaam went with balak and they came to kiriath huzoth balak sacrificed cattle sheep and goats and sent for Balaam and the officials who were with him. In the morning, Balak took Balaam and brought him to bamoth Baal. From there, he saw the outskirts of the people's camp. Jesus, again, we thank you for this space. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this time together here today. We consecrate this week to you. And with that consecration may we understand the weight of giving you everything which means consulting with you talking to you checking in with you asking you pausing making space for you and offering people that we come into contact with the love compassion kindness gentleness self-control patience hope Joy, peace, and love that is you, so that all that we come into contact with would see the light of Jesus that shines bright within us. Holy Spirit, have your way. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Looking forward to a beautiful week together. I love you all. I'm Jill. Until tomorrow. Love one another.
1: Hello, my Dab C family. This is Covered in His Blood, February 28th. Today is my 45th birthday. Happy birthday to me. You guys, I'm sitting at home alone. But it's okay because I do know, you guys, that God is going to heal me. It might be through death, or it might be a supernatural miracle, but I believe that he's going to touch my optic nerve and bring my vision completely back to perfect 2020 vision. But I want to lift up Tanya from Suffolk, and everybody else that's just really going through um, these mental things that, the, like the devil, just use our mind as a playground, so we just got to stay prayed up. And you guys, please keep my boys covered in prayer. Um, Tutu, he's um, in the process of going through a CDL truck driving program, but first he has to pass his CDL learner's permit first, so he's been studying for that. Trayvon is getting ready to graduate basic training on March the 14th, so we'll be going to Great Lakes, Illinois, I'm still here, you guys, and I love you guys and know that I am praying for you guys. And a special thank you to Jill for continuing to hold it down. I love you guys. Have a great day.
2: Hi, Dab, C family. Um, This is Splendor in Gettysburg. I just wanted to update you on the the call that I made about a month ago about my daughter's son being removed from her care and given um, guardianship was given to her ex's Adopted father, Uh, he's 70 years old. Um, The relationship that she was in for two years was so very, very toxic. Um, He totaled her car. He has warrants out for his arrest. Uh, Just so many different things. Uh, So she's without a vehicle. She's without a job now because of um, the quote-unquote grandfather who has uh, her son. Um, He kicked her out of his home home after she confronted him about sexual advances and was mentally abusive toward her. Um, and then when she came back home to Pennsylvania from Delaware um, and brought her son with her to protect them both, um, he filed for, for a petition for guardianship. Anyway, he's now cut off all communication with her, won't let her see pictures or answer questions on how her son is doing. Um... So today uh, she finally did uh, get, um, she's got an application put in for a job. She's got an interview on Monday. Um, She has counseling this evening to go talk about, you know, the situation she's in. Um, If y'all could just lift her up, um, this is a struggle. Uh, She only does get Zooms every other day and, and that's all she sees about, you know, with her son. And while she's Zooming with him, his eyes are half closed and he's about to fall asleep every time. So he's not even able to Zoom with his mom. Um, It's just been a very difficult road. So I just thank you all for praying, and uh, I will definitely keep you posted. I love you guys, and I definitely pray over this channel every day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
3: Good morning, Dabsey family. This is the burning bush that will not be devoured for the glory of our God and King. This morning I awoke to a, a message from a friend of mine, a childhood friend of mine who lives in Chad, and uh, apparently there is a war that broke out recently, um, currently as we speak, and I am praying for his mother and his family and his children, I'm just praying for all the innocents in Chad and in Jamina. Um, for those of you who don't know, this is a central um, African country. Um, Please join me in prayer. Father God, I just pray, oh Lord, for your servants that live in Chad right now. Father, I pray for those who are innocent, those who did not choose this life. God, I pray for your protection, oh God. I pray, oh God, that in the name of Jesus, that whatever happens there, oh Lord, that God, that you will bring full protection, like you protected your people throughout several wars that you protected me, oh Father God, throughout the Liberian War. I pray that in the name of Jesus, you will protect them and bring them out alive. God, I pray for sustenance. I pray, oh Lord Jesus, just for your uh, the awareness of your presence in their lives today. Oh Father God, I come against the spirits of chaos in Jesus' name and I just pray, oh Lord, that your peace that surpasses understanding will dwell with them. I pray for salvation for those who do not know you. I pray for deliverance for those who need it. In the name of Jesus, God, I just thank you, God, for the Denga family and just all the related families, so, Lord, your name be exalted and glorified in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Hey, y'all. It is Beloved on the Beach. Um, I am calling in for two prayer requests. Um, one is an ongoing issue I've had for well over a year now, and I'm just in a super bad cycle. It never quite gets better, um, but it can have periods of worsening, which is where I'm at now. And that is with my sleep. Um, I don't sleep well. I have very bad insomnia. So grateful for Brian and his sleep um, music and all, because that definitely can help uh, at least calm my nerves and help me focus on Jesus um, in the many nights I am up awake. Um, But it's, uh, like I said, it's been a bad round and uh, I'm really, really tired and exhausted and just feeling my emotions get um, a little out of whack just because people need to sleep, I need to sleep. Um, So if you all could be praying for that, I have some supplements coming in that um, a functional doctor thinks will help with some hormone imbalances. So we're just praying that that will um, work. So uh, join me in that, please. And then also quickly, our oldest daughter, Emma, who is a sophomore in high school, has agreed to start going to church once a month again after going MIA for three years. And um, we're just really excited. So we pray that um, this Sunday, which will be her first official once a month Sunday, goes well, that we bind up the enemy, and any of his plans to attack our family or um, to get in the middle of this, and just that my daughter, who is a natural born leader, will come back to her active walk with Jesus. Thanks.